Hey, it's Christy. Welcome to Do The Work. Today and every day, we'll talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. We'll discuss what emotional work looks, sounds, and feels like in our day-to-day lives. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with your God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome to Do the Work. I'm here with Cameron Gomer, and we're actually just sitting here, and a bird just about, well, did fly (laughs) right in to the window. We didn't catch it on the recording, but just wanted you to know we're safe here on the podcast. Anyway, Cameron, I'm so happy to have you here, and I want you to tell me just a little bit about you before we head into your question. Yeah, Um, I'm super excited to be here. I am... Um, 22, almost 23 years old. I just recently got married this past summer. So we've been married about um, eight months. And I had known of my husband in high school. We weren't really good friends. Um, And then when I got back from serving an LDS mission, we reconnected and we were actually neighbors in two little random houses in Provo. Really? Yep. That's how we reconnected. And I'm a student at UVU studying family science and I should be graduating in December. Wow. Good for you. That's great. Good. Well, I'm so happy you're here. And I want to know what's your question for me. So the question that I had um, is just about kind of expectations and how to manage them and how to communicate them and um, how to understand my partner's expectations for me as well. And then just any advice you have to have a fulfilling relationship with somebody. If there's like a few main things that you would suggest what they would be. Oh, those those are great questions. Actually, really good questions. Let's go to expectations because that's, that is something that can get tricky and sticky inside of a relationship really quick. Right. In fact, I'm guessing you grew up with an expectation of what marriage was going to be like. And I'm guessing he did as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. Have those clashed a little? I, I wouldn't say that they have clashed. I think we've both been really good about communicating those to each other. And I just think that that's something that I want to learn more about so that I can be aware of myself in the relationship and also know when we need to take a step back and go, okay, hold on, let's look at this here. Where is the miscommunication happening or what What do I need to clarify? Um, just that situation. And I know <laughs> maybe it sounds like, we, we don't know what our expectations are with each other, but I think we really do. It's just things that I want to understand better and things where I've seen other people have problems that I would like to avoid. You bet. You bet. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this. So just some principles around expectations, first and foremost. Expectations are not bad in a marriage. In fact, they're good. We We absolutely would want to have an expectation that there would be honesty inside of a relationship, that there would be fidelity, and that you would each fulfill your roles and your promises that you made to each other when you were married, right? That it is very healthy to expect those things from your partner. But what we often don't understand about expectations is that expectations are ours. So share with me maybe an expectation you had going into your marriage? You think of one? Hmm. I put you right on the spot. <laughs> I think just... Let me make one up. I'll make one up. Sure, and, and you can then make one if, up and I'll think of one. Okay, that's good. 
So let's say you had the expectation you grew up in a home where your dad took the garbage out every Thursday night because the Friday, uh, Friday morning garbage, the garbage guy came and you and your husband are having a great week and you wake up Friday and you hear the garbage guy go right past your house and you know that the garbage wasn't taken out. How are you going to feel? Probably a little frustrated and yeah, like I would have expected the trash to get yeah, to like, the curb. How? <laughs> Remind me your husband's name. Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, how did you think the garbage <laughs> was going to get to the curb? If it, I mean, that's your, right, in your head, that was your expectation of him to get the garbage out, right? And if you had communicated that and Ryan had agreed with that, the end, right? Like the garbage gets out on Thursday night or Friday morning. But because it wasn't communicated and because this is something that was your expectation and not his, then there can be conflict actually in something as simple as the trash didn't get taken out. Here's the truth about expectations. And we want to be clear here. So when Ryan listens to this, he doesn't think, I take the trash out. <laughs> yes, he's really okay, good at okay. taking the trash out. Okay, good. But let's for expectations, expectations are ours. We get to own the expectation. So if I have an expectation that you're going to take the trash out, I have to communicate it. And even if I've communicated it and you said you would do it and then you didn't do it because the expectation, well, there would be two issues at that point, right? We would talk to one of the spouses about, wait, you said you'd do something and then you didn't. But for you who had the expectation, you are responsible to work through, like you get to own the expectation. So in the end, if you want the trash taken out, you get to be responsible to make sure the trash is taken out, right? Mm -hmm. And what goes kind of skiwampus in marriages is that we think, okay, well, I will just nail him to the floor or nail her like until she does what I ask. That leads both of you into a ditch. And it is pretty soon you're not talking to each other or you're avoiding each other all because the trash didn't get taken out. There's, there's this beautiful opportunity to build and connect and love and see and care for this person that you have chosen to be with for the rest of your life and into eternity. And sometimes the garbage gets right in the middle of it. And we think, this is about garbage, but this is not about garbage. This is about expectations. So when we have resent, so resentments inside of marriage, I just kind of alluded to resentment, yeah. right? Resentment comes from unmet expectations. So if you ever start to feel resentment, you can get outside of your marriage. Think of your siblings, think of your parents, think of your friends. When you have resentments, you can ask yourself this question. What expectation did I have in this relationship or in this experience that wasn't met? Tell me how that feels. What are your thoughts? I really like that. I mean, for one of my classes, we have just been talking about um, getting outside of the box. And I that's a reference to um, a book called Leadership and Self-Deception. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Yes. Good. And so I think that I've just had that on my mind lately. And 
it almost puts the responsibility back to you personally when you don't have your expectations met because you can kind of go down the list of, okay, did I communicate my expectation and did I make it clear of what that expectation was? And is this expectation reasonable for somebody to meet? And if you can kind of check those boxes, then it's still back on you of how am I going to react now that this person has let down these expectations or now that they've exceeded these expectations. And so I, I think that that's also important to remember that no matter what the outcome is, when you have expectations for somebody or when you start feeling that resentment towards someone is that again, you can, you can control how you are feeling towards that person regardless. Cameron, that is so good. As you were saying that, just the thought, you are 100% responsible for your own life, right? And you actually get to choose how you respond. Now, some people hear that and think, oh, good, then I'll just resp- I'll just choose to be happy all the time. That's not real. And that's not connecting either, right? Like it would be very human and actually very honest to say, you know, if, if someone had committed to take out the garbage, you know, you'd communicated your expectation. They'd said, oh, totally. I'm great to do that. It would be very emotionally honest to communicate again. That hurts when you say you'll do something and then you don't. That hurts. But ultimately, it actually goes back to what you said. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for the things that matter to you and for the things that you value. So good. And oh my gosh, we could go in all kinds of different directions. Tell me, so you're newly married Mm -hmm. and I think expectations are just so often we don't even know we have expectations until we're bugged or until we're resentful, right? Or hurt. And you don't care about, if you cared about me, you would have known that that dinner is so important to me or whatever, wherever the pain is. Tell me how you've worked through that for you. For me, I think it was important to recognize that even before um, we got married, I have a different relationship with somebody where I was able to recognize times when I was feeling that resentment and I was feeling like my expectations weren't met. And this is with a family member. And so Mm -hmm. it's not, it was not like a romantic relationship or anything. And so I just kind of had to learn that I tend to take the resentment and the th- when my expectations are met and just think, oh, I'll deal with them on my own. I don't want them to feel bad that they yeah. made me feel this way. And I and just kind of build up that emotion thinking I'll work through it by myself when reality, because I wasn't saying anything and because I wasn't getting it out there and having a conversation about it, it made it more difficult to work through. And so as I was able to recognize that it became so much more helpful in my marriage to know when I was feeling something and to almost automatically think, well, I know he would feel so bad about this. And so I'm not going to say anything where in comparison now, I feel like I have learned that the thing that's most helpful is just to think about how you want to approach the situation and then just carefully approach it and say, I know that your motives would never be to hurt me. and I know that you would never want to do that, but this is how I feel about this. Mm. And I think that that has been something that's been super helpful is recognizing that the person who loves you and who you love the most is never going to intentionally try to hurt you. 
if it's a healthy relationship. Right. Good. And good. so, yeah. Clarity there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's been something that's been super helpful. And it's um, kind of sad that it took a, a different relationship to waver in those ways for me to recognize that. But I think it's been super beneficial in all aspects of my life now realizing that I cannot bottle up feelings just because I'm trying to either protect somebody or just not to deal with them myself. And so I think addressing the feelings is super important, either when you have those resentments or even when it's a good feeling and letting your spouse or your partner know that I really felt super loved in this moment. And I super appreciate that you thought about that. But yeah, I would say just being able to address things quickly and in a in a specific manner is what has been helpful, I think, for our marriage. I feel like we. I need to call Ryan and say, <laughs> you won the jackpot because that tool, what you just described, is, is your ability to be honest in your relationship, right? And when I say honest, I'm not talking about, no, yeah, I didn't eat that last cookie. I'm talking about emotional honesty. And so many people have no idea what that is. Well, and sometimes it can be difficult because I feel like me personally, even though I bottle up those emotions, I am a more emotional person. And so to be the one talking about my emotions more so, and I know Ryan feels them and it it's just maybe like he doesn't bring them up or they don't bug him as bad. Yeah. And so sometimes it can be difficult when you feel like you are the more emotional one bringing up those problems, but he's so good just to reassure me in so many different ways when I bring up my emotions. But I think it's also important to recognize to anyone who might be listening that even if you are more emotional than somebody else, it doesn't mean that your emotions are not as valid as theirs. It just means that you have more to share. So, well, you know, oh, there's just so many places. Cameron, you're going to have to come back because (laughs) there's so many places, but I actually believe that God has put inside us as humans, Mm -hmm. the ability to feel so that we can move through experiences. So every human is born with emotions like you're Mm -hmm. describing. Some of us learn how to shut them off pretty early. And we live in a culture where it says men should not feel, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, okay, okay, fine. If you have to feel you're a woman, but men should not be feeling, which is completely contrary to how we are naturally made Mm -hmm. by God. And so... Feeling is healing, Cameron, and your willingness and your ability to share thoughts, feelings, experiences, if you if Ryan's open to that, and it sounds like he is, mm-hmm. your ability to connect with him at a, at a deeper level rises exponentially if you will share. Remember, always, you are responsible, 100% responsible for you. I've said that a few mm-hmm. times now, yeah. and um, that's important to when when we're when we're looking or point as we talk about expectations as we talk about feelings always asking what is my part and what where am i dropping my responsibility or my ability to choose so those are some good tools we'll put them in the show notes i'm also going to put in the show notes leadership and self deception because i absolutely think it is one of the best books mm-hmm. on relationships actually yeah I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you have to say before we finish, Cameron? Any last advice for just any newlywed or anyone in a 
new relationship. Mm. Yeah. Love is a choice. Love that. Love is a choice. And you don't fall out of love. No one falls out of love. You choose to stop loving and you choose to stop taking care of yourself and caring for the other person. I have a lot more too, but I'll just give that one right (laughs) now. That's wonderful. That's great. (laughs) Okay. Cameron, thank you for joining me today. I'm genuinely so grateful for you. Cameron actually was a friend of my son Ross's. And every time I see you, really grateful to know you, Cameron. (laughs) You're so sweet. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on Do the Work. See you next time. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience, or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire, and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.